Are you ready, Chris? What are you I'm watching, so Chris? Ready. I'm watching Dat Guy. So first off, I didn't know Dat Guy Bruno. His real name is Eddie. Oh, that's his real name, Eddie? <laughs> yeah, I've been calling him We've never Bruno. known that. We call him Bruno. I've called him Bruno forever. Yeah, nobody calls him Eddie. Oh, really? Yeah. Everyone calls him Bruno. I didn't know that his name wasn't Bruno until very recently. Because he's so. that guy. He is that guy, and okay. his evidently his name is Bruno. So Heavy-handed dude. What episode is it? It's episode number? 69. We should probably not make many jokes about this, because... It'll make to, it, I, to alienate our female <laughs> listeners, our female listener, any female listener. I've looked at them actually. To be honest, I've looked at the the demographics and seventy five percent male, twenty five percent female. Twenty five percent female. It's Shout out, yeah. So that means if we have two males, we have half a female listening. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's. Uh, what, what do you want? Like somehow make this a fifty one forty nine. Thing? No, I'm, just, no, I mean, I'm, I'm just well okay so what, what do you suppose the training population of all jiu-jitsu is is it an accurate accurate representation of jiu-jitsu oh i think jiu-jitsu is it's probably less than 25 percent, right so we're actually probably ahead of the curve we're progressive there we go Maybe, are we are, we'll are, are we are we beta males we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> no but i mean honestly like I'm, I'm just thinking about like you look at schools um yeah, man. If you look at pictures, I, oh, I would say, yeah, it's you like, know. It's probably like one for every 20. Yeah, I yeah. was thinking that, you know. And then you have that women's class at, at some schools and then, you know, they're yeah. all packing. So, I, you know, I don't know the actual, the stats, but yeah, it's, it is what it is. We but need yeah, to get like episode jujitsu metadata somehow, like. Have everyone contribute anonymously to the yeah. jujitsustats.com. We'll talk to Christian. Oh, we could probably BGJ. get on the, the bell checker probably. Yeah, has those, yeah shit. but that's like, that, that's like so many filters involved to even get sure. to that number but but it's better than no number right yeah so anyway episode 69 vj jam bruce like subscribe share chris how are you i'm well i'm better how are you i'm great man it's uh it's that day t- it was <laughs> are we allowed to talk about it? <laughs> yeah we're okay, allowed we'll to talk to about it. It. but we'll get to no today was uh trained at noon hard training I'm a little euphoric. Pohada? I'm a little, yeah, it was like a comp class. Porada? It was just, it was like a comp class. Paul had us uh, doing uh, a passing sequence, built up, no real breaks, and then we started on our feet for one minute, and one minute rounds on our feet, and uh, yeah, it was up-tempo. It was good. How many many people in class? Uh, There were, what, I believe five blue belts and one... Purple belt, I think. So David was there. David, myself. Shout out to David. Yeah, shout out to David. Uh, Always very compliment to Will Cole of Engel Woodworking. Yeah. Or Wendell. Wendell. My bad. (laughs) Wengel Woodshop. I said Engel. Wengel's Woodshop. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it was me, Joey, David, Tristan... Zach. Oh my God. So we had a black belt. Um, and a very, I, I could see that being an up-tempo glass. Was there anybody, if, if I'm missing somebody, I apologize. I was nice. pretty tired after that. So class. Tristan won't be at 6am tomorrow is what you're saying. Likely not. I don't know. And the, the cool thing was at the end of that class, Zach got his I first degree. I, I just saw that. Yeah. So, so congratulations! Long, a a year overdue. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> this is not. <laughs> so, 
So that was we, cool. we operated was a good on, class. on a relaxed continuity. Yeah, it was that, a good class. Yeah. David was 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 happy. He's like, man, he's like, I wish all classes were like this. I feel like I got so much out of this one. So I think being able to start on our feet, practice. Oh, Chris was there as well. Chris, Chris from um, who came over from Dylan's. He's a firefighter. Chris Cruz. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Super nice guy. Yeah. So very nice guy. Yeah. So it was a uh, it was a good crew, good training. And uh, great to see Zach uh, get his well-deserved degree. Nice. So yeah, yeah. like yeah, super well-deserved. Yeah. So that was that was cool. Um, and then over the weekend, uh, shout out to Eli. Boy, Eli, getting the fifty-five second or fifty-second. Dude, he, KO. He fucking crushed that poor guy. Well, yeah, and we. I saw, saw from multiple angles too. Yeah, and and we saw his face up close. Of the his opponent, yeah. and this poor guy had like what looked to be a broken orbital, like it was all like welted up. Yeah, his entire like, eye had oh, had blown up, had blown shut. So hopefully the guy's not uh, seriously injured. Yeah, um, hopefully it's more superficial. But um, Eli hits hard, and he hit that guy hard, and and he hurt his hand in the process again. Didn't he break his hand in his last fight? Yeah, well he broke his hand again. Yeah, damn. So that's what that's why I just we saw the I just saw the X ray. So he broke. So we should so just go back to bare knuckle fighting, right? Because like. <laughs> Isn't that the whole thing? Is just open palm strike. Gloves are are there <laughs> to protect the hand, not the fighter. And here we are. We have ha- fighters with broken hands, so mm. that all that argument goes out the window. So but, cool. Rock on for Eli, man. Yeah, it was a hell of a fight. So shout out to Ezekiel I was, I was happy for him for pro debut, making that awesome video. So he looked great. His uh, yeah, looked great. Yeah, real smooth striking too. Like yeah. I, I know, like yeah, he was nice, nice straight shots and. He, uh, he got the dub, and he was he fucking like it's funny because like I just the 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 the, the kickboxer and me kind of like stepping back and like watching him it's like um he was fucking sitting down and you could sit, and it's good that he was like timing it and I don't know whether he I'd have to you know we'd have to talk to him about it but like he he would counter with that two three two combo a couple times mm-hmm. like I think it was the fourth the third of the fourth one that ended up landing and stuff I wonder if that's just like sort of his like natural reaction to do that or did he sort of like see in his head at that moment he's like oh this guy's always reacting i'm gonna be able to catch him with this yeah you know oh, he, he looked great and it was uh, particularly bittersweet and touching to see him you know um dedicate the match to his dad who passed away okay. you know, a couple last of these year. Ago to the year right um it, it might have been that long yeah i don't know yeah. i don't know what the time period yeah, has been, yeah. but yeah his, his dad passed away and um I think we're all getting a little choked up when he when he yeah, did that. So it was a happy form. It couldn't happen to a better guy. So shout out to him. And and again, hopefully his opponent's so not you know too hurt. And one and zero oh now, fold. Eli. As a pro, baby. Yeah, dude. Show me the show me the money. <laughs> so next step is uh, com- Combate Americanos. Yeah, Combate America, maybe America. Or, I mean, whatever, or whatever he wants to do. Obviously, he's got to heal up. And oh yeah, yeah, for and, sure. Uh, was it was it the same hand? You no, know, sky's the limit. I'm sorry. Was it the same hand? Same what? Hand that he no fucked up? other hand. Really? Yeah. So he f- he fucked up his right hand. That's the last time he fucked up his yeah, left hand. Yeah, and this time really? he f- it was his left, I believe. Really. So, yep. That's the deal. Good refing too. Like I, I like. I, I thought the refing was questionable. Was good. Cause really? I, I thought I thought the guy was not decisive enough in stopping. He would like get there and then hover, and the fighter's still unloading, and it's like, bro, I'm okay guy. with that though, right? Like. 
Wouldn't oh, you? I think you got to dive in. I think, yeah, I think they were. No, nah, man, you got to let them go. Cause like, well then don't get so close because then the fighter's like, wait, are you about to like, everyone's like looking around? Like what, nah, what are you doing? You got to fucking John McCarthy on Brian Johnston him, man. Like, like you get there, you let them do their thing. And it's like, when you're ready, you pounce and you just like, you bust their face. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you break their so, nose. Probably the most, and I missed this live. So one of uh, Fusion's fighters, Cat, she's a, a f- uh, you know a female fighter. She connected. Yo, yeah. Oh, oh, it's almost here. Oh shit! Wanna bust that third mic out? All right, uh, hang on. No, we're, no, gonna, so, we're gonna yeah, go yeah, on pause. Here. And we're gonna give him a third mic, and we're gonna get a very special guest. And we're back. Oh, we're back. We We've are got back. our third mic. We, so we joining have. us now, the founder of the soon-to-be, uh, what is it, no, no, no Shoes on the Mat? Was oh, it yeah. That is this was, collaboration? That was, a, that was, a, that was a, something I was telling people to, stickers to people to put on their wood borders <laughs> for years, man. <laughs> no Shoes like, on the Mat. No Shoes on the Mat and Shoes in the Bathroom, please. <laughs> I, I always encourage Shoes in the Bathroom and No Shoes on the Mat. Man. All right. So we got Juan Aconda with us. Wow. This guy is legendary. <laughs> legendary with his stories. Legendary about uh, talking about how <laughs> every time in promotions, he's like, women will get in the way between you and your jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get married. <laughs> no. Hey, that's it. Whoever, whoever doesn't believe that is, will soon find out the, the hard way. <laughs> The hard we one, all man. do. Oh yeah, they, we all they do. We don't believe you, just so you know. Uh, the key. Okay, 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 okay. Since, since we're you know we're doing this show, it's, it's, it's not PG thirteen. Important, right you know. We got to give people good advice or whatever. You, as long as you go home every night and you tell your wife you don't like jujitsu and you hate it and it makes you feel bad and <laughs> you're hurt and all that, they, you know, for some reason women actually like things that you don't like. <laughs> Once you start telling her you do like it a lot, then she has a mission in life is to stop you from doing it. <laughs> Juan, you you fucking love jujitsu. Yeah, well, uh, to me, uh, I understand. I try to tell some people, you know, when they do let me talk in promotions, I really don't try to that much anyway anymore. You should. It's 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 really like a it's like the best the best addiction that a that a human can have is just is, is it really just is an addiction you know like everything else every everything you do in life is an addiction you get addicted to do things and jujitsu is never i never heard of nobody that got that jujitsu divorced them <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well and and like to i'll tell this to money, people i'll tell this things. to people it's like i'd rather be around people that are addicted to stuff like jujitsu because at least they're health. I mean, I don't know any. I, I guess I mean you. You've been around longer, and, and I've run into some some weirdos. But the people that really been do, do, doing jujitsu for a long time, like at some level, they're grounded. I feel like you know. Well, the thing is, like, you, you, I mean, I've I've met people when they first started. Like, you used to drink a lot, or you used to smoke a lot, or you used to do a lot of certain different things that started hindering their jujitsu. Like, and then jujitsu made them stop doing those certain things because it's like the compilation of what they were doing and trying to do jujitsu like jujitsu took over and and didn't let them do it anymore i mean they they you know just like anything else it was hard to break that addiction of when they were doing but once the uh, jujitsu addiction took over 
then it pretty much eliminates some most of the bad ones. Yeah, I can. I mean, I probably know five or six people who stopped smoking cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. Because they're like, I don't want my cardio to suck, yeah. and then, and they they get that 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 halitosis and the emphysema. So when did you guys like first meet? Here, I think. Yeah, I think might have been here. So he's he's this like weird like jujitsu phantom, right? Who everybody knows him, and he was like, like I think you were like liking my posts and stuff because we have like a lot of mutual friends. I didn't actually mm. meet him until here, mm. and like I didn't actually know who he was until here. You didn't know he made that black belt like page or that black belt group. No, oh, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, that was recently. I I started that in November, man, I, and I was like thinking, you know, if I get a hundred black belts, this is okay, or if I get once a hundred hit fast, like. I, I had 200 and something plus black belt friends on my Facebook. Yeah. So I invited all of them and they started How getting on. How the hell do you know 200 plus black belts? <laughs> it's, 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 it's called started messing around like 1995 and on and off. And then Man, so you're like UFC like two. Basically, like I, I saw that and I was, I was watching UFC matches out of my windows when I used to live in New York. People beating each other up on the sidewalks <laughs> <laughs> with no, the fences were around the burnt buildings. <laughs> so it was like a big old octagon, but it was like it used to be a building there, but it's all burnt down. And then there's three or four crackheads beating each other up down there. So okay, so, so okay, on, on that note, when, when did you start training jiu-jitsu and where were you? It was here in Orlando. I, uh, I said my brother started before me. One of my, one of my stepbrothers started. One Brazilian guy was teaching out of his garage, and then he used to come and try to like whenever I saw him because I had a dump truck business and a tow truck business and landscaping and doing a, you know, I got into all the you got to make money thing, and then that thing that addiction was like turned into like I, I couldn't even have a regular life. I was supporting. 30 other families and and mine but <laughs> I didn't even get to see mine so I could do it was it was weird but I didn't have too much time so when he'd show up and be like let me show you this let me show you that or we wrestle around or whatever like he would always be like oh you know you would do so good because you don't let me do this and you don't let me do that you how do you know this and I was like what do you mean how do I know it's just common sense you're trying to grab my arm put it in between you I'm, I'm sure my arm doesn't belong in between your legs, so <laughs> I'm just pulling stuff out and I'm keeping you away and I'm doing it well that's what you're supposed to do. I said well that's the you know jujitsu is not complicated man I mean you could you could get two one-year-olds and and make them grapple each other and they look like they've been training for years man because <laughs> it's not that you can't there's no special until you get into the intricacies and stuff but there's no really special things to do so finally when i around 90 i say 96 or something when i really started going because i'd go here there i started training more than 97 was when i was like really like i, I just didn't want to be around like was having bad relationships with the with the kid's mom and I, the best excuse was like I just go train do jujitsu all day and <laughs> stay away and we used to train I used hell I used to train five six seven hours a day sometimes during the week and this was just in the garage this no was that it? was um that was at Delahiva School in Sand Lake okay they had That's a little school out there so it used to be a school out there and the Gracie Baja that was the only two schools in Orlando and who was who the who was teaching at uh, the, Mar- the, 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 the La Riva school Marcelo Grosso was the one that was teaching okay. out there so then 
And did Della Reeve ever stop by? He show up and do seminars, and he bring people. You know, Taro used to come. All those oh, big shit. name guys used to come, and 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 that's when back in those times they had like the pans and the worlds and all that stuff was like in Miami and here it was okay. in Florida. It wasn't in California yet. Hmm. So all the people used to come to Florida and be like, you know, here's where the pans is. And mm-hmm. now thanks to COVID, I guess it's it's again it's back yeah. to Florida. Yeah. Over here in Florida again because Silver Fur Arena, baby. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> people out there in california i mean they can stay like that for a few more years that they want you know i just it's it's we uh it's very we're lucky i mean selfishly it's nice to have a lot of opportunities for jujitsu stuff in florida it's sort of the new yeah. mecca here right like it's it's well it's the resurgence because it used to yeah, be yeah. the yeah it used to be the now was de La Riva, did he speak did he speak good english back then he not really good <laughs> Does he speak English. He knew a little bit, but well, De La, I mean, I'm, I'm, De La Riva, <laughs> like, like De La, he was from Spain, so he spoke Spanish. Oh, it really? Oh, yeah. Of the river is yeah. that not? So he's Espan- like he, that's he's, Espanol, he's, not. His, you know, he's his family's from Spain, so he could speak real good Spanish. And so is he like a first generation? Like no, he's well, Carlson. He's a Carlson's guy. So it's yeah, like, yeah, so like, it's like he uh, and Le were contemporaries, right? It's uh. Yeah, him and Laborio were like good friends down there. I guess I guess I think Laborio introduced them to his wife, and they're still. Oh, oh right. there you go. Oh. <laughs> Small world and all that. So stuff. you um, you said your brother-in-law or your your My stepbrother, brother. yeah, right? Like he kind of introduced it to you, and y- y'all were just kind of like dicking around at that point. Like, so you never got into it f- to like fight for like MMA. Like, I did. Got, I did. Oh, I, you did. Okay. Yeah, so, I, so. I I did. Uh, around ninety. I like when I, 97, 98, when I started taking it serious, I got my blue belt like fast because I was training a lot and putting a lot of time in. So then, you know, De La Hiva came one time and, and did, a, did a seminar and I rolled around with him. And and he was like, man, you know, like, what is the kid wearing, doing wearing a, like a white belt? So we, we. And you, all your training was in gi? We used to do more, yeah, more gi back in those days. Okay. It was, it was like. 80 90 percent gi and you know they'll do a little no gi here once in a while when you had, didn't have the top on or didn't have whatever yeah, like. yeah. and then you know the people that did no gi was the ones that you know when mma started coming that you could do it because mma was illegal back then you know mm-hmm. it, you couldn't really do it you know they could just you know you were doing a show they just come in and arrest everybody it's almost like you <laughs> go to a massage parlor and you, yeah well that's <laughs> what paul was saying then, is that like a yeah. lot of the fights he's done they don't show up anywhere because yeah, you know, they it went wasn't to a bar and they'd be like, all right, you guys over 200 pounds? All right, on this side of the room. Are you under 200 pounds? You're on that side of the room. And they just start pairing people up, you know? Yeah, it, it was crazy. Like, when I fought, like, me and Paul fought on the same card. Did you, didn't you? Did he fight your brother or something? No, no, no. He, oh, my brother fought uh, this guy, the guy that I introduced to you guys that took you to the festival that he was buying everything. Oh, oh, Roger. Uh, Roger. Oh, Roger. <laughs> yeah, man. Roger, he, my brother and him fought. It was like one of the craziest fights. Your brother fought Paul? Yeah. No, 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 fought no, Roger. Uh, Roger. Roger. Roger, okay. Yeah, so they had like a war, man. It was, But I trained um, around, what was it, nine, nine, around 98, 99. I was training to fight, and then I messed up my knee like a few days before the fight. I was, I was going to fight some 
karate black belt that brought a whole bunch of people like from the school. It was a real like straight karate guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, back then they were still thinking that, oh yeah, your style against my that 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 they were they hadn't <laughs> learned the lesson from the show. <laughs> you know? they, they were like, no no no, I'm still karate. I can still beat jujitsu. It's like yeah. Okay. They, they didn't okay. they didn't rent UFC one from sixteen thousand movies yet. <laughs> no, they had the you know yeah that was probably in blockbuster whatever. Like, <laughs> right. Get off! I, I used to uh, but. I got hurt, and then Marcelo, like the the, the our instructor, fought the guy. Oh, oh just, really? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, was it like the old Gracie and action tapes, or? No, I mean like, it was it, it was Valley Tudor back then. It's like you you could elbow, you oh, could headbutt, really? you could do Christ. certain things, but you know, hardly ever got to that extreme. You know, most times it was just you know the other few punch, a few kicks, whatever they fold, and, and they turn their know, back. People wasn't turning. Yeah, 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 yeah. The guy when I, you know. My fight was a different story from. So when you guys like you started like your original gen like gen one jujitsu here in Florida especially, mm-hmm. like how at that point do you integrate like MMA into your training? Like, did you always train with strikes in mind? Well, no. When when I was doing more, I, I like I said I knew I knew Dean mm-hmm. before I met Paul. And Dean was like, um, Dean was training with Mike Bell. Oh, really? So I started, really? I started doing striking with Mike Bell. Where was that at? Uh? At an Old Winter Garden Road, really? by close to the East West over there, by Old Winter Garden Road and Kirkman. That is not a nice. So it's like Dean had a little school out there with That's... another guy named Mike Black, and then uh, Mike Bell used to be there. Yeah. And I used to go take Mike Bell's class. Like, like I was, you know. Dean would work with Mike Bell here and there, and other people would work like whenever they have. So when I, I'd show up, I'd try to do his boxing classes and his stuff, and he would be like, "Okay, yeah, do this combination and and hit the bag and don't stop." And I just <laughs> I just do the combination, do the combination, do this, do this. and he'd come back and be like, looking at me, it's like I, I like that man. You've been doing the combination for like thirty minutes, you didn't stop. And I'd like, well, you, said. <laughs> you know that's what you said, right? Just do the combination, don't stop. So you know that's, that guy's coachable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I was, like, you know whatever made sense you know i'm getting i'm getting ready to fight this guy and the, and the guy that i was gonna fight i you know it wasn't like a little the guy we we had gone to ybor city it was a show out there and um they brought this black belt from it was a brazilian guy you know with, with a gi on and everything black belt <laughs> and he fought this college wrestler college wrestler had like a singlet on and everything you know but Wait, it wasn't like no no this, oh, wasn't, okay. a, this wasn't a ufc video man there's people like I got we got witnesses out there, man. You got I have Danny Ruiz, you know, he's Fort Walton. He's yeah. been around forever. We were he was there, a whole bunch of other people, his partner was there, we were all there. And the and the that wrestling guy, man, that wrestling guy destroyed that black belt, man. Like Jiu-Jitsu played belt? with him like for three rounds, like destroyed him, you know, taking him down, punching him, doing this, taking him down again, over and over. So I was like, man, and the promoter I really didn't me and him didn't really get along. What? Everybody, the the people that know and the people that got played and the people that got that had the wrong end of the stick, they they know. I mean, they might not say it, they might not want to say it like I do, but back when I fought for his show and he gave me a check for an amount and they wrote a different amount on the bottom and I went to the bank and I went to cash it and they told me no, we're gonna this this oh, is th- this on. says two fifty and it says a hundred on the bottom. I called him on my phone and I called him and I said, you did this. And he was like, oh, it was a mistake. I said, no, the only mistake you made was doing this check, but I don't want no money. I don't want the money. When I see you, I'm 
Yeah. I'm, there's going to be some blood. From then, I never saw him again for many years. And then Was this in a WEF? Yeah. It was? Yeah. What number? I think I have it on DVD. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I, I, I'm I probably not sure. Do. It was, it was, it was <laughs> in DVD. Palladium. Tape Trader. <laughs> it, happened in, it happened in Palladium. In oh, America really? Over here. Yeah. Oh, so dude, I don't I've know got, if I've got recorded. some early WEFs, man. Like, I'll have to, I'll have to dig out. It, must, it was in the beginning, beginning, beginning. So, I mean, Paul was at that same card, and, and they were like, they were picking up people from the, the, the crowd. Like, hey, man, you want to, you want like a <laughs> You, know, you, you look tough. Like guy. You want to, hey, you want to wear these shorts How much and you get weigh? in there and go. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. But anyway, it's just, so, so going back to the, the wrestler, he used to show up in the gym. He used to always be like black. So y'all were training same. together? We were training in the same De La Hiva school. Oh, really? But he used to go in the morning. I used to go in the mornings because I used to go in the morning and at night. So I would go in the mornings and train, and he used to show up sometimes and like bring people, bring But there are not many schools at this point. No, there were only two schools. There were only two schools. There's still just Gracie. But now, was the Gracie Baja school? No, it wasn't Gracie Baja. It was only, it was Gracie, it was Marcio Sima. That's Marcio. That's Marcio. Okay, so I just want to say, it was Marcio's and the Delarita school. Yeah, it was Marcio Sima's on Mills, the same building, the same place for friggin' 30 years or whatever. And, and, and then and Jamie used to show up with like guys like bodybuilders or whatever, be like, oh, this guy's gonna fight in my, you know, mm-hmm. MMA, whatever. And then he, I roll, with, I roll with him and tear him all up, and, you know, mess him all up. And then I'd be like, come on, Jamie, show your, show your friend that you're, he, he didn't like me. So when I told him I wanted to fight the wrestler that beat up the black belt, he was like, oh, when you say black belt, it was perfect. a jujitsu black belt? It was belt? a jujitsu black belt. Really? But did you know the guy beforehand? No, I didn't even know. You just knew he just came in and stuff. No, I just saw that he beat the black belt, so I was like, like, you know, I I could defend the honor of jujitsu. Nah, not really. I just wanted to do it like a two for one, you know. (laughs) I figured I beat the wrestler like I beat a black belt too, you know, at the same time. Oh, and you were a blue belt at the time. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, what weight did you fight at? Just so curious. I I mean, I was, I was, I I think I was like one ninety nine. It was like like a catch weight thing. Okay. Yeah, but I. Ever since I started, before I started in jiu-jitsu, and when I was doing or whatever, I said, you know, fighting is is all about common sense, man. You know, you, the more mistakes you make, you pretty pretty much you're gonna lose the fight no matter what art you're doing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the less you do, and the more brutal that you are against who you're fighting, that's that's gonna make you the winner. Not, you know, you don't strike me as like a particularly mean person. Like, did no, you? No, I don't. I'm I'm not like the, I'm more of a reactionist. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I don't start anything. I, I let you start and whatever, and you just, you're just gonna get the reaction or the consequence <laughs> of what you did. You know, like, I don't believe, I, you know, starting stuff is. I don't know. I let people do it. People start too many things on their own anyway. You don't have to. That's true. Yeah, people, people will. Make yeah, it. you don't. Yeah, have, yeah. You don't have to start nothing with nobody when they're <laughs> they want to get into something. They'll they'll do it. They'll get into so it. So did you get a chance to go against this wrestler? Yeah, man, I beat him in 38 seconds. There we go. go. Hey, jiu-jitsu. How'd you beat him? I, I was punching him like from, he was running from me. I was punching him in his neck and his back and everything. I was, <laughs> no unified rules. They threw, they, yeah, they threw the towel. When they threw the towel in, I was, uh, <laughs> I was trying to get as many licks as I could before the towel hit the, 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 the you know? <laughs> and, and it's funny because, you know, my, my, uh, the ref was Ross Kellen. He's the, oh, the ref for that for my fight, and and it was it was funny because uh, I don't know how many years ago it must have been two three years ago I went one one of Ross's shows I think maybe I think it was the only time I went to one of Ross's shows we were hanging out after the show it was me Ross and the two Dan you know Danny the Danny's from Fort Walton 
and we were talking about uh, sort of remembering about that fight like talking about, about that fight and, and Ross was like you know he was like uh I, you know I was the rep when I when I saw this guy coming like I saw him coming I had but I got I got a tattoo it's like a necklace and a cross whatever mm-hmm. like uh and uh so when I walked in there, like I walked in, he was like, he, I don't know his face. It was something wrong. Like he was really mad that he was in there. I was like, yeah, because because in my mentality was like, I want to, re- I really wanted to, you know, hurt this guy. You know, I'm not yeah. gonna walk in there all happy and shake yeah. hands and the other thing. And and I repped a lot of MMA fights over the years, and I see some people like you know some team, some whatever. You know, you try to be all nice and you try to be all whatever, but it's it's very rare that you see all these nice team and a nice guy come in there and be all nice and then he goes and then just destroys the other guys usually the nice guy is gonna the the saying is true you know nice guys do lose a, a whole hell of a lot yeah. you know but yeah i walked in there i was like oh it's gonna first of all because it's like it's like i was telling you man yeah. that's the same guy like you know two months before he freaking shredded this this guy that's sure a black belt right in front of us, man. It was like, you know, luckily it wasn't like a religion thing, you know. We, we, <laughs> we didn't lose no students over it, you know, because it was like, I don't think it was like, it was sort of like, ah, maybe, you know, we're still, we weren't, we were all non-believers. We all thought that, you know, jiu-jitsu was supreme anyway, but it, it always has been. So when, when did you, because you, you mentioned Paul in passing there, when did you first meet Paul and, and how much did your paths cross as, as you guys well, were coming up? It's, it's funny. We're sitting in ATT Orlando. And me and Dean and, and Richard Crunkleton used to come from Daytona. And, and Paul used to, we used to train right next door at, 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 Bobby's. at Bobby's place. Bobby's yeah, he, place and, was, and he said you guys, it was, the mats were so dirty, you guys would get all black and stuff. Nah, like. he said, no, it, well, it was divided in half, so we do on one side. Yeah, it, it, you know, we did get dirty a lot, but back then so we was So Bobby's been in the same spot? Bobby's been in that same spot since. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I don't even know, man. That's... that's <laughs> Shout out to Bobby D. Yeah, Bobby D. A-M-M-A-A-A-A-A, yeah, he's been around for a long, long time, man. Long, long times. A lot of stories coming out of there. So that was like your. So first were you all cross training there, or you just like renting mat space? We there we did a lot of. It was more MMA based because like Dean was more, and I remember when Dean first told me like I'm going down to like uh, ATT and they got us living in a hotel and they got us. A, Paul was over there and then I, you know, I'm all, I always like joking around. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, he's like, oh, this guy named Dan Lambert. I was like, man, that guy's like a, you know, old, <laughs> Y'all old. Gonna, be you know, you know, I, I had the, the key word that you use. Like, yeah, this guy's got a whole bunch of young guys living in a hotel. Whatever. Yeah. You better watch. You better watch what's going on over there, man. You know, I don't. That don't sound right to me. You know, it didn't sound right then. It's, it wouldn't even sound right right now. <laughs> But it didn't turn you out to be a Michael Jackson vibe or something. <laughs> yeah, like, come man, on. I, that was that was even before they started doing all those. No, <laughs> you know, but it was a joke to be made, so I made it. You know, but <laughs> it's it's. I mean, he had the right. You know, the guy had the right mentality on things. He was just. I think he was just too ahead of his times, yeah, yeah. you know. Like in retrospect, some people was like he was too ahead of the time. You know, now they're doing it, and now is the right time. But did then the. I think I'm not saying nothing about the quality of people now, but the distractions that people have now compared to then, 
is astronomical man you know you got your cell phone your computer your social media your this your that your whatever you're trying to train you got to look good for this you got to do picture for that you would back then it was just train six seven hours like destroy yourself eat something whatever there was no time to be doing all that like you know it was and people had cell phones but it was they didn't even have cameras on them yeah and a lot of a lot of like for better for worse a lot of like mma fighter success comes from engaging people on social media and creating a persona and and now yeah it's part of the i mean you got to do a lot of uh it's like brand your own your own you self-promoting basically you have you promote yourself you you you're you are your own product you know you're you're supposed to like the only reason why somebody's gonna buy that product is they see that it works it looks good it, it does what it's supposed to this and that and and that's another reason why I got into sort of like the promoting and the stuff because I, I worked a lot of events and I worked a lot of stuff and I'd see like a lot of promoters that that really didn't, you know, like most promoters, they really didn't care about like what they, they just want to get bodies into the cage and, and, and get people fighting and, and just to say, oh, I got 10 fights no matter what, you know, it's mm-hmm. just they, they really don't. All these promoters, they should be like teaching these guys how to like giving them tools to to build themselves up and and succeed and know how to do I mean not just being a fighter now it's not just coming in and training and put a few hours a day or whatever and it's it's it's, it's a, le- a lot of more it's I mean, it's a bunch a of pieces that you put together yeah yeah, yeah it is a 24-7 thing you know did you so I mean like you went straight from being like an athlete and a martial artist to I, like I'm familiar like you had done some shows and whatnot. Did you go start by doing MMA shows, or did you start by doing like jujitsu shows first? And you're like, hey, you know, I might get into this MMA thing. Or nah, man. Actually, I to me, I'm I don't know. My brain works different than most. Well, most people that know me know, <laughs> know that by now. But to me, like a real MMA show, I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm I take words very literally. So it's like mixed martial arts is like it's mixed martial arts. Okay, you have MMA fighters is one thing, but you know, you're doing kickboxing separate. You're doing grappling as a separate art. Mm-hmm. You're doing boxing as a separate art. Like when I wanted to do my show, I wanted to mix all those styles in the one night. It's like not just like all the kickboxing people are going to come out and just see, watch the kickboxers. All the MMA guys are going to just, all the grappling guys are going to. No, the first ever show that I put together had grappling, kickboxing, and MMA fighters on. Oh, really? It was that was it was always like that. Always like that. Always like that. Is that like from a <clears throat> promoter standpoint? Like all the licensing and all that stuff involved with it? Is no, that just well the thing the thing is dealing what, with three different sports? No. Uh the grappling has is not san- it's oh, not yeah, controlled just, by anybody. Yeah. The kickboxing has different rule sets. The MMA has different rule sets, but what I always thought, me working other shows and me going through the motions of, of learning the business and, and being around it, and I learned, like, the grappling I used to do, it. I used to always do a grappling match in between the kickboxing or the MMA because let's say if the, one of the MMA guys got hurt and the doctor had to see them or they had to pull them, you know, put them on the stretcher or do whatever, or do, you know, not, not to like. Not, we're not gonna hold a moment of silence for this guy. Or nothing. I know <laughs> you, 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 you get hurt. You get hurt. But we get some. You know, the, if the doctor's not 
can't it's not looking at the cage you cannot do a kickboxing or an mma fight oh really so guess what we got grappling all night baby we got grapplers warming up in the back getting ready whatever so it oh, wasn't so it wasn't ever a stoppage one, so it wasn't everything didn't happen just in that cage you actually had no everything happened in the cage they oh. were grappling in the cage but oh like so they're like, allowed to grapple you just can't have another mma fight you can't have an mma or a kickboxing gotcha fight. okay so i had you know through my referee and through work in locker rooms, mm-hmm. through what and, and many fights, man. Like back in 2000, I was working, helping people do corner fighters and everything. I wouldn't even walk out. I didn't even know how many people were in the crowd. I didn't even know what the cage looked like until we walked out of the locker room with the fighter, went to the cage, sat there, try to coach him, try to help him, whatever. I'd be quiet so this guy can talk or you, whatever. Or when the, when the coach's voice went out, he couldn't scream anymore. He'd tell me, say this. And, all the, but I was only I was always working like the back rooms, the you know the locker rooms, yeah. the this, the that. I, so it was like I learned a lot through the years enough to like when we started doing the the shows, it was it just went off nicely because it's like you always had some kind of action going on. It was it wasn't really never a break or intermission or anything, but it worked for for everything and. and I stopped doing, I mean, a lot of shows, some shows now are doing something similar. Do you think, in your experience, do you find that doing a show like that, where you have multiple martial arts being featured on a card, there's like this this case to be made for, like, there's something for everyone from oh, the yeah. fans' perspective? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. You, in terms of what you're drawing, you're not drawing just one type of fan. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, it's not going to just be... See, the thing is, you get a whole bunch of people that are just going to watch MMA fights, and, you, and you've heard... I mean, they've got the meme videos and all that stuff. The, you know, a whole bunch of guys come and see MMA fights. So half of them think it's just boxing with... Like, you can throw people around. Half of them think this. They're screaming out stuff that doesn't even make no sense or whatever. Like, when, <laughs> when in my shows... When you went to my show, you had like 33% of the people came to see grappling matches. They, they understand grappling. They understand, you know, the 33% the MMA, 20-something percent the kickboxing, maybe one boxing match. Or I, I usually stuck the kickboxing the most. Like if somebody had got hurt or their legs or something or whatever, they want to do boxing, then, you know, just wear the stuff and don't, don't kick, mm-hmm. you know. And it was all like every fight was exciting because everybody knew about what even the people that were doing the kickboxing matches most of the kickboxers was coming out of mma gyms it wasn't oh, like course, straight yeah. it wasn't like straight like i had a few it was straight kickboxing or some once or twice it was karate guys that it was like and and i'll tell you what like i've if i could find another like if i could find a, some kids that's like does kickboxing at an MMA place and I could find a karate like point point a point <laughs> you karate were trying to guy. put that together no I did and it was like the <laughs> craziest fight of the of, of the night man it was like crazy like I did and another thing I did like like people like got it, it it's pretty much tattooed in people's minds I uh I forgot what show it was it was the fourth one or the fifth one I I got some uh I got some wrestlers like the real wrestling thing, you know, the amateur stuff that they, you know, they're training you like to be wrestlers the, or whatever. Wait, you mean like, like, yeah, like wrestler wrestlers, like wrestling, yeah, like, like wrestling, WWE? like WWE, like, they're, but they're training in these little schools, and they, mm-hmm. I, I, I made it so it was like two guys, and uh, 
they were grappling each other, but it was like it could have been like two white belts. People could have said that you know it's it's yeah. just it's just two white belts. They really don't know what they're doing. So, and then and then the ref was one of the the ref was like a wrestling ref. <laughs> so no was way. Like, Hang on, because you know, and, <laughs> and, and let me let me let me tell you, man, <laughs> th this thing was like this thing was beautiful because. The two guys. Were they working or were they actually yeah, going? Yeah, I, I paid them to do it. Oh, okay. okay. So they were working. Yeah, so this is like Japanese pro wrestling. No, no. It was awesome because they were grappling. And then I guess one of the guys was putting like a submission on the other one. And the other guy was tapping, but the other guy wouldn't stop like doing the submission. Oh so God. the ref jumped in to stop the guy from doing the submission. And the guy doing the submission pushed away the ref. And let me tell you something, man. Because... One thing the that brings one thing one one thing that you know all these guys are in there to fight each other, all these coaches, all these people, the people are there to watch. I want to watch my guy beat up your guy, all this stuff. But when people saw that, like the whole crowd exploded. Like these guys wanted they, everybody. The guys rushed the cage. They wanted to get in there and get the guy that. Oh really? That did the you know you know push the ref. You do all this stuff. They were was he playing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, because okay. yeah, when I say they're working, I mean that means like yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're working. They, they yeah. Everybody, they're in on it. Yeah, yeah. they're in on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, kayfabe or whatever. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. kayfabe, bro. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was awesome to see like the because after it after they stopped it and they pulled the guys out like. It, the re the the crowd was going crazy already. They wanted to they want they wanted to like they wanted to hit. They the were out for blood. <laughs> yeah. So this is the thing I did. I, I I put the cherry on top of the because I I walked I walked over to the guy and this wasn't even planned. It wasn't part of the. But I thought it was just like maybe we can get away with it still. But I grabbed the guy, and I'm not. I'm trying to think if that was the wrong. I don't know if Connor. Yeah, he 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 was around that three four years ago. He was telling people like I'm not, I'm not sorry. Let me just say sorry. I'm not saying. How oh, yeah, was the yeah. thing that he said? He's like, like I apologize for absolutely. I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't apologize for anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so I tell the guy that come with me inside the cage. Or I get the microphone from the from the. Announcer. Oh, here we go. <laughs> and getting I tell heat, him like getting heat. <laughs> so I'm tell the guy like he's you know. I talked to these guys, you know, these guys are white belts, whatever, and they're, and he wants to say sorry to everybody, and you know, excuse me, he got excited and this and so, <laughs> so. But I told the guy, when I give you the microphone, and, cool. and you say sorry, you're gonna say, I ain't, I'm not gonna say sorry to nobody, and this <laughs> and that. And he went a little graphic on the, and that just made them more like, I mean, people were, there's people still mad at that, <laughs> and they still, awesome. you know, and we did that and. After even after the guy left, and I got on the mic and I told everybody, "Hey guys, like these were, I brought them all in. These guys are wrestling guys." Oh, no. oh, you you, you pulled no, the curtain no, after, back. Oh, after, okay. like you can't, after, no, you can't. No, you no, no, man, you no, gotta no, let that after, ride. After they after they were all steamed beyond all recognition, that's when I was like, "No, these guys, this were all set up." And and half of the crowd was like, "Oh, laughing and like, everything, whatever." Awesome. But yeah. the ones that overreacted were like, "I can't even back up from this overreaction." Like, <laughs> no, dude, you can't. You got. You got to bring it back next rock. month for the next event. Yeah, well, like, you should let that. This ride. is how you get you money, a, bro. You, you, you get yeah, ang yeah, shoot yeah. angles, bro. Was that the, the well, no, 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 no. I, I did. I actually, I did a different scenario, and when I did the show in Harley, and the show at the Harley Davidson, the show was even. It, it was even crazier. One. Is I did. I got two wrestlers to do it, but I, I had gotten two couples. It was gonna be like it was a little more intricate. It was gonna be nice, but the but the women messed it. You know, 
Uh, I'm not gonna go, but they there they goes our 25 percent now. They messed it up, and and we did it anyway, and we got a semi decent reaction from it, but it it wasn't the same. Like it was, it was a little bit more like I you know I watched wrestling when I was a kid. Yeah. I thought it was like. Everybody was like, just like when I wanted to do all the arts at the same time in the show, everybody was like, don't do that. With the wrestling, they were always telling me the same thing. Nah, don't do this, don't do that, don't do whatever. But it was like, you know, you, the, you have to do it's different stuff to man. be different, man. Yeah, you, know, you, you do entertainment. entertainment. You, you throw them shape. off. Yeah. You know, you throw them off. Like, I wanted to get, like, when I start doing shows again, and I'm going to do stuff like that, but I'm going to start mixing it up even better. I'm going to get, like, guys that really grapple. They're really like, you're never going to imagine that this guy, this guy is throwing, like, man, this guy's throwing it. It's going to be with another guy that doesn't, like, you know, maybe some guy that never gets beat nowhere. And then some guy comes, comes out of nowhere and submits him, like, in 20 seconds. Oh, and everybody's yeah. like, what? <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, who is this guy? It's like, no, oh, you know, this guy, you know. And, and then he'd be like, you know, the guy that, got, no, that was, you know, I don't I want to run it back right now. And I was like, oh, no, you can't do that. You already lost. And everybody would be like, yeah, you know, run it back, run it back. You know? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> of course. shooting angles. I like it. You know, you never know because I wanted, to, I wanted people to be like, come to the show. I mean, after the fourth or fifth time I did that, people was going to be like, what is, what is, what the hell is he going to do in this one? You know, what's going to happen in this one, man? Like, you know, see, I mean, I, there's, there's no, there's limits if you want to set limits. You know, I think there's so having you, fun is having fun. Do you still train now? Yeah, I mean, I, I stay up mostly out there in Melbourne around the area. So I go once a bit. This Saturday, I, I went over a buddy of mine's school, BTT school out there. That's on a... Rolled around for a little bit. I said out on Melbourne. Uh, yeah, uh, by... by that's it's, like Melbourne, right? it's like West that's Melbourne, actually. Right? Why right off 95? No, they have a new place. It's like oh, big, they? nice, beautiful. Man, it's nice. Because you know, the one that I remember used to be like you take like 192 all the way out there. And yeah. Like it was little a little tiny-ass little place. Yeah, no, that was before. And then the guy got a bigger school and he had two schools and he unified both of them. Now he has them here. So oh, cool. I was there... I was over there, you know, went to visit, and this guy was like, oh, there's a there's a new guy there. And I, you know, I like rolling with new people just, you know, because I know how to behave. I don't want to, you know, the guy's sitting there, nobody wants to roll, and he doesn't even got a gear on. Just wrestle around for a little bit, one round, no big deal. The guy's like, oh, this is my second class. He went fucking bananas, nah, didn't he? It was a, it's a, it's a big, big guy, you know, cop, and I, I can, you know, I can bet as many hundreds of dollars as you can imagine. This guy, that's, that's not the guy's second class, whatever. Like, the guy knew what he yeah. was doing. But at the same time, that's not, a, you know, everybody, everybody wants to say certain things to not, you know, because after I rolled with him and I said that and I told the instructor, I was like, man, there's no way this guy's a second. He goes, no, this is a second class. Yeah, I said, there might be the second class here. Like, yeah. He knows what. Yeah. And uh, then he was rolling around with another black belt, and the guy's like, oh, throws him to the side, passes guard, mounts him, this and that. I was like, yeah, that's a guy that's just... It's second yeah, class, second right? class, second class. Second really? Black belt in Valley Tudo. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know about all that, but he's got... Uh, nowadays, it's not like before where there's people that, you know, you watch enough UFC fights, man. You see what these guys are doing, and you're not learning something? There's, 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 oh, there's it, something. You see it here, like... People come in off the street. That's a, oh, this is my first few classes or whatever. But this guy has some yeah. sense to what's going yeah. on, man. And it's not like before that you know people really, really didn't know anything, anything. But it's like they have an idea of what they, what they kind of need to do. Mm. But just like like you said, the intricacies they don't 
they don't have that part. But like, as long as you have a good idea of like, this guy's he's got his feet in my face. I need to get past that, and they just kind of like mm-hmm. they know that they need a pass guard. Like they'll figure out a way, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. they'll do it violently, probably because they're fucking spazzes. Well, yeah, yeah. Sometimes they you know they don't they don't know they can do it better when it's more controlled or whatever. But you know you learn little by little. You know it's like anything else. So you live on, you, I thought you live on this side of town. I, I got a place up the road from here, but I don't, you know, but use it too much. Mostly out in Melbourne? Yeah, I got got some kids out there, and I got some stuff I'm doing out there. And I'm So you, you actually said something to me, because you were around when I had my little kid. And you said, because you know kind of my, my attitude about things, about how, like, I don't really let anybody touch my kid. Like, especially when he's a little baby. And you said, like, mm-hmm. you didn't let anybody touch your kid either in terms of, like, Change the diapers and that sort of thing, because unless they knew jujitsu, because and and it still sticks out in my head, because you're like, yeah, if we because we do jujitsu, we know what can hurt somebody and what can't, and like, if I'm trying to like hold down my kid to change his diaper, like some fucking old grandma or something is gonna twist his arm one way or something, <laughs> and like break his arm, right? Whereas <laughs> like I know I need to control his hips and I need to control his upper body and I know what to do to make him to hold him still to change his diaper. And that always stuck out in my head. And um, yeah, and, and I asked you earlier about, like, you, you love jiu-jitsu. So much so, your children's names. Oh, yeah. You remember that, I huh? do remember I got, that. I got to uh, see, I've, it, it, this one thing that really shocked me out of, because, like, you know, everybody's got their things in relationships. You know, you can get along sometimes. You don't. There's always bickering back and forth. Uh, but I, uh, I really had a good saying the kids names you know i got a i got a little boy named rickson i got a i got a little girl named gracie i got a little chunky monkey named carlson man that's awesome yeah so it's like i was trying to tell the mom i was like you look look at these like these strong names there's these kids are like these are like commitment names man this like this is this is a name this is not a name like oh my kid plays baseball <laughs> no, it's like no, no, that's not how. No, your kid doesn't do that with a name like that, you know. So, but yeah, it's I, 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 I'm glad that I got to have a say in that. And how many, I got, I got, I've got a, I got a whole bunch of kids, so I've got some grown ups already. Probably like, I mean, how, how old are you? I'm 36. Too old. <laughs> but, uh, I could I could have had a thirty six year old. <laughs> Maybe you do, and you haven't found out yet. <laughs> no, I think uh, no, no, I kept pretty good track. But uh, yeah, my my yeah, my I got a thirty year old daughter, man. Is she it's on? funny, like I was. <laughs> she's married. She's uh, oh. It was funny. Like I was actually texting with Jason Patino just a few seconds ago. Like, but my my grandson was going to his school. Oh, really? And you, my wait, daughter, your grandson? Yeah, he's like he's <laughs> like granddad. He's like thirteen. Oh yeah, man. I've been a granddad for a long time. Man. For thirteen years old? Yeah. Come on, he's man. training at Patino's. Yeah, yeah man. So, yeah, like, and no, and then the thing is, like, I'm texting Patino's. Like, my daughter pulled him out of COVID, whatever. I'm trying to convince her to put him back in, and she put him in basketball, and he broke his ankle. Damn, I'm like, he wouldn't have broke his ankle and. If you, you know, he knows how to get out of a, he would, nobody would ever foot lock him and break his ankle at jujitsu. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she's like, eh, I'm going to get her to, and it's funny when Patino texts me and he's like, oh man, he's got a submission, he's got a submission named after over here in the school. Oh, oh like really? His first name, he's got a, he's a, he says something about, let me, hold on, let me read the, he says something about you do a, he does a triangle 
he sets up the triangle and then he just muscles the arm like a certain way and then all the kids tap or something or whatever. Like, let me see. Uh, he does a modified triangle arm bar where he just muscles the arm straight and every kid taps. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's it's called the Adriel. The Adriel. The Adriel. Adriel. Be on the lookout for Adriel. Yeah, well, ADCC. He, he, we gotta we gotta put him back in first and oh. keep going. That's a, that's a that's a strong name. So yeah, looking yeah. back. Knowing what you know now, is there anything you would tell your younger self when it comes to, you know, your journey through jujitsu and MMA and stuff? Uh, you know, I from from like the first fight that I had, I noticed like like how much you really had to train and how much you really had to like, and how much that how much that royally sucked, like how much time you have to really put in just to be sure that you're going to perform for a certain amount of minutes and mm -hmm. i first thing i would tell myself is like you know whenever first a lot of people saying this now i bet you a lot of people saying this now like whenever bitcoin came out like put all your money into bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> put all your money into bitcoin <laughs> i probably have a super big enormous school right now like yeah. tra training people for free right now if i would have put a i have a friend who got gifted a bitcoin like years ago a bitcoin a bitcoin okay or a couple bitcoins and it was like a, a promotion or something. And he's just like, what the hell? And, and it's like, he, it was on a USB key. And he can't find the USB key. Oh, and he's sitting no. on like, because Bitcoin is now over 50. I think it just crossed $60,000. So he's sitting, if he's got one, he's sitting on 60 grand. He's like, can't find it. Just imagine like a USB key. Just put on a USB key, just threw it. He's like, what is this shit? That's and good. he just that's, tossed it. That's <laughs> a good, that's a, see, that's a good life lesson for non-believers. Like you never... And also, too, like, you know, keep your, you know, try to keep track of your stuff or where you're going to. It's sort of hard to do that sometimes, too. But, but yeah, no, nah, I, I don't know, through injuries and through life and through all that stuff and everything, I, I, I don't know, I didn't do too, too bad. Whenever I was hurt, I... I See, my excuse to get out of the house and not be around whoever, uh, you know, <laughs> even if I couldn't train, I'd go to the school and write down notes and whatever. And I just wanted to be around other jujitsu people. And it's funny, I, I, I went to Hawaii a few times and I, I told this, this uh, thing to these guys out in Hawaii. This is Carson Gracie School out there in Maui. And I... I told these guys, I was like, I think jujitsu is like, it's almost like vampires, right? You think about it, right? So you, you're a vampire. You got turned into a vampire by another vampire. Mm -hmm. So if you bring your friend over to jujitsu, it's like you, you bite him, right? You bit him in the you, neck. You bit him and you, you brought him them. over. You brought him over so to see if he wants to actually stay around the vampire become a vampire then all the regular people are like food yeah <laughs> but he still got the choice even when he's bit he still got the choice like if you don't turn him he can always go back there and not learn jujitsu and not be whatever and then whenever he walks by jujitsu people then he's like oh man that's a vampire i mean i had a chance to be a vampire <laughs> but I, didn't, I didn't take it man and i could and, and it always makes more sense because i mean as movies went on you know before you know 
no one person can like really kill a vampire or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, you know, vampires were ripping people apart. And it's almost really like jujitsu. Like if jujitsu people really wanted to be extreme or whatever, like you can, any person that really doesn't know anything, yeah, even if they do watch fights or whatever, anything, you can control somebody. You can do whatever you want with somebody, no matter what. You know, size does have a little bit of difference to it, like. I, I I tell a lot of people like Brazilians say like before they used to say like oh they somebody that knows jujitsu against somebody that doesn't know anything can is really gonna control them but if a big guy knows jujitsu and he's super big and super strong and a little guy knows the same as that big guy that little guy ain't going nowhere man that big guy's <laughs> gonna steamroll him like. Brazilians try to say it the other way around, like, oh, you know, no, you know, technique, this and that. Well, that whatever. was Hodger Marcelo. I saw a, a Hodger go against Marcelo in, a, in an old match on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone, lo- I love Marcelo, but poor Marcelo was under Hodger and he wasn't moving. Hodger's <laughs> like, sorry. And, that, and, and I'll tell you what, man, that's, that's the perfect example, man. That's the perfect example. Marcelo's like, Marcelo was like the top. The number one guy in 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 the world for many 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 years, and around that time he he went with really he he was on the top of the, mm-hmm. but it's just weight and strength and all that, and it does it does make a difference. It does make a heck of a difference, man. Super heck of a difference. Yeah. So, you told me you got your blue belt super fast. How did you get your other belt, and and what was that progression like? Oh, that was that was funny because I was like. I didn't one of my other crazy things was like that I wanted to be a blue belt forever. You wanted to be a blue belt forever? I, I figured it like out. Like Helio. Helio started wearing the blue belt. Man, the, well, his thing is a different thing, but I, I really figured it out early because I was like and 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 my philosophy right now, like the other uh, a few days ago I was telling a guy I was talking to two other black belts and I was explaining that to them and they were like, yeah, that makes total sense. Like I, I, I knew when I was a white belt, when I got the blue and I was training with other guys, higher belts, whatever, this and that, I, I realized I was like, you know that I could be a blue belt forever. If I keep training. My skill level is going to still go up. My knowledge is going to still go up. It wouldn't matter if I changed from blue to purple or purple to brown, brown to black. It didn't. None of that wouldn't matter because I'm still going to get the same skills when I put the time in Mm -hmm. and all that. So like a year or two into the being a blue belt, you know, some, you know, things happen, you know, a teacher closed down his place, moved to Michigan and. And I was like, man, I'd be a blue belt forever. I found some other places, you know, I've. Renato Tavares, I met him mm-hmm. down in like 2006 or whatever. But between 2001 and 2006, around there, like I go, like I had the biggest match. Like I figured out you can buy a tarp and throw it on top of grass, and it was better than these zebra <laughs> mats, man. You know, go out there, grapple, have guys come over and go to different people's schools and train and this and that. Like I, it's funny, like. Matt Ferriolo, you know, I, I, and I want to put this on the show because I, t- I tell, I, I put it on Facebook the other day. I've been telling him for years. You know, his his name should be Open 
Matt Ferriolo. <laughs> I mean, because he's always doing the open mat here, open yeah. mat there, open mat. I've been telling him for years. Maybe after he hears it on this show, he'll 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 do it finally. He ain't listen to that show. I'll tell you that. Much. Not yet. No, no, maybe. He, yeah, will, yeah, yeah. he he does. He does listen to he he's he's into everything jujitsu. You know, he's just not gonna say nothing. But uh, uh, damn, I lost track of. No, so so the the question is like, you want to be a blue belt forever? How did you ultimately get well? To purple? I yeah. stayed at blue for a long time, back in twenty after the party. Around 2010, De La Hiva had given me the blue belt when, at that seminar that happened. Yeah. Marcelo didn't want to give me the blue belt. Back then, it was like, you didn't get blue belts in here, two years, when yeah. you were training. Whatever. You don't do stuff fast like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so I get the blue belt from him. And then he tell me, I, did, I, I really didn't know who De La Riva was back then when he told me. Wait, you didn't? No, he gave me the blue belt, but I was just, you know, just a white. I was just, I mean, I wasn't doing like research into like. Oh, I guess you know, it's not like the, the internet, right? Like, yeah. No, yeah. man, there wasn't. There was like, you know, a few books on yeah. jujitsu. There wasn't. YouTube didn't even exist. All that stuff, you know, all sure. that stuff. So, from from those years until then, that I realized like who De La Hiva was. Like he had beaten a whole bunch of Gracies, or beaten a whole bunch of like you know, Carson Gracies, like number one student. You know, all this stuff. Like I didn't know none of that. So. And funny thing, he had told me, like, back then he was like, you're the only American that I've ever given a, a belt to. Oh, really? So I was like. And he just came to a seminar. He's like, why is this guy a white belt? Like, <laughs> no, we rolled around. And he was like, you know, when you roll around with somebody, you, you know, know that yeah. you know, this person doesn't feel like this. This is not. Yeah. This is not normal. This is not this. And one of the things was funny, like. The one of the main reasons that, that he gave me the blue belt, I used to do this half. I used to do uh, it's like an inverted. Uh, what does this Eddie Bravo does? Lockdown. Oh. I used to do the lockdown from the outside, and lock up people's legs, and they couldn't get past my guard. And I would take their back, and I did, and then I was running around with De La Hiva and I put him in it, and he was like trying to get his leg out, and we were like, and he was looking at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because the thing was, like, after we rolled, he told me. That Carson Gracie Sr. taught him that half guard, and it was like one of his favorite guards to play. Like, whenever he rolled with Carson and whenever he do that, he he liked doing that. And and the funny part about it, like, I you know conversation whatever, I really don't you know. I'm not gonna say I didn't believe him, but I was like, ah, you know, maybe he's just trying to be nice to me, yeah, telling yeah, me yeah, that somebody, just, that's a, yeah. you know, white belt. Let me say something yeah, nice yeah, yeah. to him, whatever. But. <laughs> You know, even when I gain weight or when I got chunky or when I whatever, like I play that guard and that guard is like, I don't even want to play half guard. I just go down into the reverse lock, mm -hmm. come out, boom, whatever. And it, you can play so much easier, so much better. It's, but when he told me I was the first American, he was like, I was like, ah, yeah, whatever. In 2010, <laughs> no, no, this, this, is the, this is the crazy part and it's going to get crazier now because, uh, and like I said, you know, this is, you know, people are going to listen to this. The people that know the truth, they're going to be like, yeah, that's true. The people yeah. that non-believers, whatever, are going to be like, yeah, right. You know, like yeah, <laughs> that's uh, De La Hiva gave me my blue belt in Orlando, gave me my purple belt in Lakeland, okay. gave me my brown belt in, in Winter Garden. <laughs> he gave me my black belt in Brazil. Wow. Really? 
De La Hiba gave me all That's my awesome. belts. So he was coming up for seminars. And you just happened schools. to be here. Really? So he comes and comes with other black belts and other stuff. And would we'll be like, when, when, when we did the, the, the purple. But were you in communication with him at this point? Okay. Yeah, we were always like, every time he'd come up, he's, I, I knew all the De La Hiba guys that were around there. Gotcha. So like, so he was coming for a seminar. Come on. And, and we used to hang out. Like, I used to like be like, when he came in, I'd pick him up at the airport. I yeah. was like, my girlfriend or my wife, whoever was at the moment, like, look, that he was here. I'm gonna be here. Like, <laughs> like I wouldn't even go home. He'd be here for a week. I'm, I'm with them all day long in the yeah. hotel and here and everywhere. Like, and uh, we, he did that. And the funny part was like, when he gave me the blue back in like '98, he told me that. He told me you're the first American I give. Is imagine if if I gave you all your belts, you'd be the the only guy that because I never you know he, you know through the throughout the years he's get, let's say he's somebody brought a student over and he gave him a purple belt or whatever but then he didn't you know he never had nothing to do with the blue before sure. nothing to do with the brown nothing to do with whatever so a lot of people didn't understand from 2000 in the early 2000 when I used to go to like certain people's schools and train and all that and then they'd be like oh you know come to the graduation I'm gonna give you a degree or whatever I'd be like nah I I don't want you to right, get right. mad at me or nothing, yeah. but I don't. I'm. I'm. I don't take yeah. degrees or belts or nothing from nobody. Like if I ever get anything, I'll get it from. Della gave it to me, and I don't. I don't want to mess that up. I mean, it's a potential something, but the potential something turned into the. It's funny. He wanted me to when I got the black belt in in Brazil. He wanted me to go do like an interview. He wanted me to like do an interview with Gracie Mag or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, really? Something over there. And I was like, Nah, man, I don't want to do that because then it's, it's it almost puts you out there like you're like Ah, oh, look at this guy. He wants to you know. You don't want the target on your back. Not the target on my back, but I just. I mean, certain things that happen to you in life. I mean, you're lucky enough for it to happen, but. Then when you try to like over, how do how do you say that? When you try to overemphasize on it, you know, it, it might take you out in a in a road on a, on a road that's you don't want to go on, you know. Mm -hmm. And then so you know. now that some times passed, why do you think like why do you think it, it worked out that way? What do you think Delahiva saw in you, and why do you think he took a liking to you? To obviously, like. Well, you know, you there's people, manner. good people have like, you know, you can tell, you can tell when somebody's a good person. You can tell when somebody is a good asset, somebody is a good human being in general. When I first met him, you know, I used to hang around Marcelo a lot and do certain things. And I put a lot of time into training and I understand that he didn't want to like in his criteria, he didn't want to, to uh, give me the belt at that time, but. I really I appreciate that he didn't do that because because of him not agreeing that day or whatever that it it it, it made for something real good to to happen to me but um I don't know I'm not I, you know loyalty is one thing like you know sometimes people don't understand it how it works like people rush certain things to to get to somewhere I mean unless life takes you a, in a different route or somewhere where it's impossible for you to like stick with the same people or stick with the same thing then, then you don't have no choice but if you do have the choice you know why not mm -hmm. why not try to be so you in your in your 20 
plus 25 plus years now you've have you ever actually owned a school i had a little place up over at over by Forsyth, a little storage thing over there i had uh had one place where i taught over at a muay thai place for a little while too i uh I had the place. I had a few people coming over. A lot of people were from different schools wanted me. Wanted like, oh, I'm gonna start training with you, and I'd be like, no, I don't want to. Like, I never, I really never had wanted to have a school because I al- I always saw like the heartbreak part of the of people's schools. Like nobody sees like the the how those they don't really understand how the instructors from a school get like enamored with with the students or with the like how the relationship that happens between them and the, and then when they have to leave or they have to yeah. go to another state or they or they have to move away or they have to whatever like that that you know most instructors don't say anything but it's 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 bad man it's like yeah. really really bad and sometimes drama stuff happens or a situation's happening in the school and then two or three people got to leave or something like that or whatever. Like, the, the, the teachers, like the instructors, they get heartbroken, like, bad, man. And it's like, I mean, I had enough stuff happen with, like, uh, previous families and previous whatever, su- supposed friendships and stuff like that or, or whatever. But uh, I really, I really wanna, wouldn't want to set myself up to, like, have so much more potential to have more bad stuff too yeah. and it's just it's nice to be friends with everybody too right yeah right. and at the same time like yeah when i me reffing and all those tournaments so many years and meeting so many people from everywhere and getting the same you know the vibe and the stuff and knowing a lot of people and and always keeping neutral with them it was it was good because when i started doing the the promotions it was so easy i call people like man i'm doing my own thing whatever they're like what hell yeah man let's do yeah. this and then i was like man we're gonna do grappling and we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that and people were like what like nobody's doing that man like every mma show like yeah the instructor was like i don't even want to go to no mma show like i train my guys i tell him go and do it. like i don't even want to go to that it's a fiasco it's a whole bunch <laughs> of drunk people whatever nobody knows what they're talking about I'm like yeah man but and you know, with the grappling, you know, people showed up, and 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 I mean, you go to my shows, and people would would see each other at the shows and be like, "Oh my God, I've never seen you at an MMA show ever before." And they were like, "Bro, this ain't no MMA show, bro. This is a this is something special. This is man. an event, yeah. You know, <laughs> this is something special. I got my guy grappling. I got my guy fighting. I got my, you know, it's something different. It's funny because I'm at the moment I'm talking to I'm talking to a guy that has like a promotion down south. Say so he wanted to expand and he wanted to like and I'm we're talking about like working together and, and helping him go into different places and and he's got a good head on his shoulders and he's been doing a lot of stuff, good stuff in the MMA department and all that. But I I also was telling him about like my recipe of the like the MMA show, the this or that, and he was like I mean, I really thought he was going to be like, no, nah, man, you know, I just want to do, you know, MMA, because that's what most promoters do, like, keep it simple, like, just do MMA only or kickboxing only or whatever, like, I don't want to deal with the grapplers, I don't want to deal with the, but the funny thing was the guy was like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, if, if that works for you, whatever, we we can work it out, we can maybe help each other and and we can bring back the that formula again. And mm-hmm. 
That'd be good. Cause it's, I mean, a, it's a formula that sort of makes a lot more sense than... From an entertainment point of view, yeah, it, it yeah, absolutely sure. does because it's like there's something for everyone. And, like, and they might not like this match, but don't worry. The next thing yeah, is they can go get scratch a drink. your yeah, itch. Yeah, 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 yeah that's like, what I'm saying. You go to the bathroom and you... And, or, or let's say they're... Like, most of the times, like I was trying to tell him, like most of the times when, when, you're, when you're doing a show, like there's a certain amount of people, the people that bought tickets to see this guy and the people that bought tickets to see that guy they're paying attention to that a few other people are paying attention to that they're waiting for their guy to do whatever or they're waiting for or they go get a drink or they go whatever but when you have grappling and then the thing is the the grapplers like a lot of people know multiple grapplers from yeah. like through facebook through this through that like they know and especially now i'm talking three or four years ago when i was doing it it was okay but now a lot of people are more interconnected because of social media and, and they say pro pro guys can grapple another pro guy or an amateur guy or whatever. Like in, in, in grappling, it's not no... There's, there's, there's a there aren't the constraints, not, right? Yeah, it's not like, oh, you you know, I, I'm a pro fighter, so I'm, I can't grapple uh, an amateur or whatever. No. Yes, you can. I've encountered those where you get these guys that come in. When Victor used to work the desk, these guys would come in and be like, "I'm a I'm a pro fighter," and they just walk right by him. And he's like, "What? <laughs> you can still like you still need to sign a waiver, dude. You can still like, be like, well, are you a member? Are are you playing a drop-in fee? Do you have an understanding with Paul? No, I, I'm I'm an MMA fighter. It's like, okay, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you know. See, some of those MMA fighters had a lot of rude awakenings from different, you know. And they, they have them in different schools. They have them in different training years, whatever. It's just, I don't know. But let's say, like, one of the events that I had, I had, I had three matches of only black belts. You're talking about six black belts in one event, in one show. I mean, you can't find that now unless it's, like, a major from the Yeah, like a fight to win or something, right? Like, well, even, not, not even – well, fight to win, yeah, they have a, it's, it's a different platform and, and – they're milking it too. They're doing good. The, but some tournaments you go to, man, you, you, you don't see six black belts in a, in, a, in a whole tournament with hundreds of people participating in it. Well, and, and that's the other, No, of course not. And, and I guess my question is, because I always find this fascinating, is like, how did you guys acquire knowledge back in the day? I mean, especially when it came to jiu-jitsu, because obviously now... Like, I teach a white belt, and the next day, they're doing all these things that they went on YouTube or Instagram. It's like, I didn't show you this. Like, what, man, what, 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 you, what did you guys do? So, the YouTube before, like, I'll tell you, and, it, and it's funny, that half guard I was telling you about was, I hate to admit it, but not because of the position, but because of, uh, I hate to admit it, like, but it was like, you know, ex-girlfriend of mine, you know, we were messing around in the bed and I used to always do that with her, like do the, I used to practice a lot of stuff with her. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, I developed that work in that, you know, back in like 96. And it's funny because I talked to the guys they know from before and like, they were like, oh, Eddie Bravo wrote in a book that 96 he made up. He was doing the, 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 the lockdown. lockdown and this and all that. And he said, that, the same, I mean, you was doing it the same year. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, my dumb ass didn't write a book about it. You know? You know, it's, it's, it's just, eh, whatever. But, see, this thing, like, when, you're, when you really get deep enough into it, it's like, 
it's like I tell some people sometimes that people are like, oh, Juan, I haven't seen you train in a while or whatever. And I and I and I tell guys this. I said, let me let me tell you something, man. When I'm when I'm 90 years old, I'm gonna be in jujitsu, man. What are you gonna be doing in a few years? Yeah. Because I know a lot of people that said I'm gonna be doing that. What are you doing now? <laughs> Dude, I know guys that got their. Listen, I know guys that got their blue belt from Carlson Gracie Sr. In Brazil, in his school, blue belt, purple belt, brown belt, got the belt from the man. They quit. They stopped. They never went up. They never wow. went back. They never nothing. It's like, it's ridiculous. So what do you think? Ridiculous. Is- it's, it's almost like, okay, I, I dropped out of high school in eighth. I dropped out of school in eighth grade and I didn't even, I didn't go get a GED. Yeah. Didn't even go, didn't go back to school. I don't I, learning something, learning anything. I mean, that, that doesn't make no sense. I don't want to learn nothing else. I'm good. So what do you, what do you, what do you think? I mean, I have an idea, but I'm kind of curious from your perspective. What's the difference between someone that does jujitsu and someone that falls in love with it? It's a lifer like yourself. Well, like when you talk to people and they talk to you about jujitsu, what is going through your mind where it's like, this guy's into it or this person's full of shit? Or this guy is going to get a black belt at some point and this yeah. guy's not. Well, the thing is, uh, how do I, how do I, um, because I know you've had a lot of conversations with a lot of different people. Yeah, yeah. When, all when, across well, the you, spectrum. You want, yeah. yeah, you you want, when you know something is super good and something is as good as this is, you, you want other people to be part of it. I'm at the point where, like, you know, I try to tell people, like, that's the best way to say it, like, you try to keep the, the new people that are coming in, try to keep them around. Try to keep them around long enough to they so they get addicted. So you don't want you don't have to worry about like maybe this is the last guy, the last time I train with this guy, mm-hmm. or maybe you see him training with a guy that really like hurts other people and hurts the guy, and you're like ah yeah. oh, shit like this guy is never gonna come yeah, back. Yeah, and yeah. then the next day happens, he doesn't come back. The next week he didn't come back. You never got his number. You didn't even get his Facebook thing. You didn't even get nothing. You can't even like reach out and be like hey man where you? Because sometimes all you really need is that little bit of you know. Hey man, where you been or whatever? Back then when we were training before, and all the guy, all the old school guys that are listening to this, oh no, like, you know, the teachers were like call, calling you or texting you or whatever. Like, where? Are you? Hey, what happened last night? You didn't show up. <laughs> yeah. What happened last night? You didn't come to the train. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I had to do something with my family or my kids. I had to go to dinner. Wow, well, why? Forget those kids. Forget that wife. Forget <laughs> you. Come and train tomorrow. <laughs> You're gonna come and train. That's yeah. how. You know, because why? Why was this person saying that? The, that person was saying that because they're at the point where I am now. It's like, you know this is a good thing. You know this is more important than anything else. And then when you miss out on it, when you're missing days or you're missing classes or you're missing whatever, it's it's almost like you're losing... How do, how do I say it, like, they don't want you to like miss out on a, on a, on on that one like that one day, man. That one class is like, oh man, because I missed a class, I'm not gonna die. It's like, well, I mean, I with the amount of time I've spent, you know, the three short years or three 
odd years or whatever I've been trading. Like I know what jujitsu. Well, I don't know. I I I have an idea of what jujitsu means to me now. I don't know what it's going to mean to me in ten years. You know, I'll, I'll have a different perspective or twenty years. From your perspective, like what has jujitsu meant for you, and why is it such a good thing in your opinion? Well, in my, in, to me, me. Uh because this is beyond, like, I, I'm just the way yeah, you're yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. This is beyond just, like. I want to fight, right? Like, yeah, I want to fight or it's, 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 you know, it's an it's a effective martial art or something. It's beyond that. There's something beyond yeah, that no, you're touching not, on. I'm wondering if you can put into words at some level. It's not. Uh, what jujitsu re, re, replaces a lot of things. Like, I tell, like, when people say I'm going to the gym to work out, I was like, Why? <laughs> I've never seen a news report where it says, "Oh, elliptical machine attacks person." <laughs> you know, treadmill you know? man. Those treadmills Tread- are gonna take us over. <laughs> treadmill, treadmill. CrossFit, you, they are attacking. Something. Well, well, you know, you you do the wrong steps or whatever. Yeah, but you know, certain things like it's 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 a it's a full button, and, and and it's like I tell people when you train every day. The most important part of your body that's training, that's getting the most knowledge out of every role that you that you do, is your brain. Mm. Your your that that sack of cholesterol that's up there firing different things and different whatever and and whatever your it's that's the most important thing that you need to work out throughout your whole life throughout your whole life you and. Being in jujitsu, like you, you, you can, you can get you get a little bit out of shape here and there. You know, you can go back and you know, I train hard for a few weeks, whatever. That I'm right back where I was. If I, if you're hurt or if you're this, you know, I gotta relax. I gotta whatever. I gotta, this. Uh, other than everybody's gonna value everything differently. Sure. You know, everybody's the way that people's brain works is is how they've made it adapt to how, you know, the things that they like, the things that they lost, the things that they, whatever, they cope differently. They, I tell people, like, I want you to do whatever you, your brain is going to treat it however it's going to treat it. But if you're not around, if you're not doing it, you're never going to know what your brain's going to do mm-hmm. with it. Because I... You know, I wasn't born in like the best of the, you know, I, I was a little violent sometimes when, when you know, I, I admit that I, you know, I was, a, like I said about the words, I was real tender. Like I, I actually thought when I was younger, like when somebody said something stupid, they just wanted me to punch him in the face. And it didn't make sense. <laughs> a lot, you know, back then it's still now and everything. And, the, and the, when people say things like in post and all that, is that they do want to get punched in the face. They just know that they can't get punched because they're behind like a phone or something yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But, but to me, it not that I felt sorry for somebody like when they said something or when they whatever or when like I like like I'm not gonna, but. At the same time, if I was feeling any anxiety or any whatever, I was pissed off or whatever. I knew that I can, I can go to somebody's academy and I can and I, there's one or two people that would be like, like you know, let's go hard and let's try to like, you know, just let the steam out. Mm-hmm. Go that way. Like I, you know, a lot of guys ask me like, oh, how do you go to different schools 
and you train with people and you get along with them and you and, and nobody says no don't come here or whatever the thing is like i have a thing that i do that whenever the first time i roll with anybody i never try to submit them this is a weird thing right because i i to me the first roll with a person it's like the first handshake you know when you meet somebody and you shake their hand and they try to break your hand yeah and they try to show you like oh i'm stronger than you i'm gonna assert their dominance yeah that thing like whenever you roll with somebody for the first time and they wreck you they destroy you like you already know what caliber this guy's like this guy's doing this shit to everybody that he rolled with 80 percent of the school don't even want him there the probably the instructor doesn't even (laughs) you know he comes in two three times a month where he shouldn't even showed up yeah. at all this and that it tells you a lot about the and I tell people that you want to go visit another school or you want to go do have that mentality like you don't have to like that's that's the thing in this jiu-jitsu thing is like you don't have to submit somebody every time you roll with them just getting the movements doing the things making your brain work seeing what the person's game is and and, and adapting to it and getting out of certain situations or getting out of for for many years i don't know maybe like i don't know how many years back seven eight years back i used to like do a lot of research on a lot of positions like whatever was happening like the hot stuff that was going on yeah, right yeah. so when i was rolling around with somebody and they would try to do something to me i'd be like what are you trying to do that thing to me for and they'd be like you know as soon as you tell them like what are you trying to do you think you're gonna get me in a triangle like well I can't, you can't go for a triangle no more because you already know what it is <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good reverse psychology yeah, man. Yeah. Like, right. you, you think you're gonna get me in that little move you always do and take it back and whatever <laughs> no, no, that's not gonna happen today buddy and, and you know things like that and 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 it helped but at the same time there's key there's there's the right way to do things and the wrong way to do things i some people are never going to understand the importance you you're going to put in the main thing in your life you know like at one point in your life you're going to you're going to you're going to make a choice what the main thing in your life is the main thing i mean like that your brain is programmed to do like it, it it's like a it's like a default setting mm-hmm. like you're doing it now but if everything crashes and everything goes away like where are you what are you going to do what are you going to go back to? Luckily, I didn't get into, no, I, I used to play a lot of basketball when I was younger, and I liked certain, like certain sports, but I never like really commit. I, di- I didn't like anything as much as when I started doing this, and when I started, to, I said, I'm, I'm never going never gonna to stop this. The funny part of, is like whenever you decide that you're never going to stop doing something in your life is when, life and everybody else Sorry, is trying to stop oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's trying to stop with you so that's why i say i give you that little technique of you know if you notice you know a special someone that just say you know it's easy to say that you you know a little white lie you know i don't like it. i'm hurt on this or i don't yeah. even want to i don't even want to go train like i gotta i don't know i don't even like the people over there <laughs> it so sucks what um I mean, you said you didn't have a school or have had a limited number of schools that you've, have you, have you belted any black belts or who, what's the highest belt you've belted? That's, that's the funny thing. I've, there's, there's different ways of belting people. I, I gave a purple belt to a guy that was training with me back when I was 
teaching at the Muay Thai place. We were rolling around a lot. We were whatever. He was, he was, uh, he had been a blue belt for a long time. And then De La Hiva came into town one time and we did like a little grand opening thing and, at the school. And I invited him over and I, the same day that, that I belted my, th- that guy that I gave him the purple belt, I had a friend of mine named Alex Velasquez. He had been a brown belt like forever. And he was like, and I had told Della, I was like, Della, you know, I think it'd be, you know, Alex deserves his black belt. He's he's not really training specifically at a certain place and it's going to take forever for him to get a, what do you think? You know, I really think that he deserves to get it. And, and Della was like, yeah, man, if you, Della Hiva gave him his black belt. So I've done that for a few people to get their black belts. For, and, and De La Hiva has been cool enough to be like, and it's, it's been good for them because it's like, I sort of like co-sign, but I didn't want to <laughs> get in the middle of it. You know, like some guys will be like, yeah, I'm, well, I'm going to belt you and, and Della's here. Or they both pull. I pull one side of the knot. But, you know, but I own you. But, you know, it's basically, they're not saying I own you, like, with the words, but I gave you your black belt, so now you're my black belt. Yeah. Like, all right. My black belt. Yeah, Yeah, that key word. Like, now, (laughs) see, these guys that that, that know that they got their belts from De La Hiva through, let's say, maybe a little recommendation or a little whatever, like, they know they got, they, they really did get their belt from him directly. It wasn't like I wanted to. I really you know, think if you earn something, and especially at a level like that, you earn something, you should get it from somebody special enough to. But that's, that's interesting that you mentioned that way. I mean, like, <clears throat> you know, Paul, Paul's like my first jiu-jitsu instructor, and Jose belted me my purple, and actually Paul was there too for my brown. I, I couldn't imagine getting it from anybody but the person, you know, like, and, and this is, I'm not, I'm not, you know, poo-pooing what you were saying. Um, you said you had trained with that guy for a long time who was a, you said his name was Alex? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Alex yeah. was, we, we were all white belts together back in when the, like, in when the 90s. Was, okay. Yeah. I would, I would almost say, like, if I were in Alex's position, I would rather have gotten it from you. Well, see, we were, like, teammates and friends for all all throughout the years uh-huh. but let me let me give you the but yeah i mean you know where no, i'm coming from no, because no, no, it's no, like it's who you coming, bleed with that matters more from, in my opinion you know i know where you're coming from but check this out when i told della to give him the black I was a brown. Oh, right. okay. That, 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 that. Okay. Well, that that, that, that changes everything. <laughs> <In that case. laughs> you see okay. what I mean? I, okay. I, I so got it's you. like he got. I was. I was a brown. And and there's a funny. The funny thing with uh, another another specific of my 12 year blue belt paradise thing that I I loved it. I loved every minute. I Damn, should have been. You got your 12 year old. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would be a blue belt right now, man. Seriously, and it wouldn't change anything. It wouldn't change my skill level. It wouldn't change. It would just be like, actually, I would be in people's head. I would be in people's minds because they'd be like, bro, this guy is a blue belt for 25 <laughs> years. That's crazy. It's like that, how this guy 22, 23 years of blue. That's awesome. Like I could do that and say, yeah, you can if you want to. 
You know, it's, it makes life simple. You don't have to worry about graduation. You don't have to what worry about I, nothing. What do I say, right? <laughs> but Chris said he's like, I, oh, two-stripe purple. I like two-stripe purple. Yeah, if I can go good. back and that's say good. that. That's good. It looks good with a white gi. It looks good with a yeah, black man. gi. It looks good. <laughs> but let me tell you, I always, uh, you can be however, I, I tell people, you I know everybody has to follow the, and I, and I was always like a firm believer, like, you could follow all the rules. You could follow everything that everybody's doing. But at the same time, you really don't have to really. You don't, you yeah. don't have to have to, you know. But I was a, he got his black. Then that was in November. I'm trying to think if, if I got it. Actually, when he got it, I went to Brazil. I had just recently got my brown. Oh, not right. too long ago okay. when i went to brazil i went to brazil in december and i left brazil two days before they were going to do the graduation the, okay. the 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 and the the promotion the promotion for the year mm-hmm. and i was i was there for almost like a month in brazil we were training every day and all that and when i started telling people like the week that i was leaving like i'm leaving like two days before like they all was like, "What do you mean you're leaving?" And I was like, <laughs> no, I'm, "I'm going. I'm going home. Wednesday. You not hear me? Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, it's called getting on a plane and going back. Nah, home. they were like, they were like, but you didn't come here. You didn't come here to get promoted Saturday. On that, <laughs> like, you're not getting your black belt Saturday. You're leaving Wednesday, Thursday. I was like, Nah, man. I just, Nah, man. I got my brown belt like a month ago, man. Right." you talking about and they were like that's <laughs> crazy it, but it's like and, it, and, it, and it's funny because when when Della gave me the the the, the purple at at um Winter in 2010 Garden. he told me like you know this 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 little game you had you yeah you've been you've been a you've been a blue belt for twelve years. You, do you not understand that you could have had a black belt two three years ago? I said yeah I do understand that. I that's I don't want I don't want no more belts. I don't want whatever. He goes man this, that game this shit is over. <laughs> like no, there's no you're not you're not doing this anymore. You're not you and 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 then one thing that he did tell me that convinced me sort of like then it sort of made it didn't make my idea ridiculous. But at the same time, it made it make more sense what he wanted to do, because he was like, and he knows how to word things like, eh, he's a little slick one, but <laughs> he was like, the reason I'm giving you the rest of these belts, and you're going to be a black belt is because you will be a great black belt. You'll be a great blue belt all your life, and people find that funny, and you think whatever, and I understand how you said about the... The skill and everything, it wouldn't make a difference. It wouldn't change anything. It would actually be like, you know, it would be an, like an anomaly, really, really. But you would be a great black belt, man. It's like you not becoming a black belt would be a crazy mistake. It's like a super big mistake. But I, the funny part is, we, me waiting for all that, like I, when I got the black belt and then I have like, I'm supposed to get my, my third degree the end of this year. But other friends of mine that I have higher degrees, they got the belts like 
when they were supposed to or some of them you know slacked off or life took them different places or whatever they're like three four degrees you know five degrees whatever like what people don't understand about degrees is that they make you look older it's like they make you like, like <laughs> man how many years you have you have black belt like you know 14 year black does, belt does 19 years red or he's got coral right now he's got the red and black, red and black. he's got the red and black for a little a while seventh, now. Six, yeah. six or seven? the sixth six. no no the seventh the seventh, seventh. so yeah he's so i mean it i don't say it all it worked out for the best but i tell you those those years that that i was blue was like the best part about all those years was like the stress level like there was never any stress level there was never any you know you went rolled around you went whatever like i I rolled around with other blue belts and i, I knew i could most of the time I knew I could tap on whatever I would let them catch me in things and let them do stuff and I let them and, and even when I was purple even when I was brown even when I was black like you know I know a whole bunch of white belts out there that I've rolled with that I've let them get things and let them just to, you know f- to feel how they're you know th- you know I've, I've I know I know dozens and dozens of black belts that they've never been they've ne- they would never allow a lower belt to even get close to it's ridiculous <laughs> it's ridiculous the 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 i i know people that they 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 feel such immense pressure they almost like need to practice somewhere else before they come back to their gym with their black belt because they have to defend the belt you know <laughs> I don't know. Man. But have, did you ever do any grappling tournaments? Did you compete as a grappler, or was it only I, MMA? I uh, I did the MMA. Da, 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 got it out of the system. I didn't. I I went. I competed at one of Hanato's tournaments one time because he was like. I was there helping him, and then there was some big guy that wasn't like, didn't have <laughs> you, a match. Hey, are you <laughs> <laughs> and I and I and and the reason that I didn't compete was because I was so long of a blue. It's like if I would go into any blue belt division, I'd just destroy and and I would have destroyed anybody. And then they would have been like, "Of course, this guy's a freaking you know, he's a blue belt for like eight yeah, years, yeah, whatever." Yeah. Like that was the only bad situation out of that. Yeah, that came off of that. But I, I really didn't care too much about. Uh, competing at tournament because i was refereeing at him and i was actually making a difference there like making sure at least my ring was running right and mm-hmm. and, and people wasn't having issues and I, that's how i met dozens and dozens and dozens of coaches competitors this and that and we you know you have a problem here and there when you got somebody that doesn't really know how you know the rules or whatever and they're thinking that oh yeah i saw this and i saw it. good the thing that's helping all this out big time is like everybody's having phones and recording things and telling <laughs> people like and then you go look back and see it you're like no that wasn't a, oh okay well yeah i messed up and but i don't you know i saw competing like a different i know what it takes to win and compete like i and just like in mma i still think that you have to put in too much effort too much time too much whatever just to like beat certain people to a, I don't it didn't didn't make never made sense to me you'd rather just train just have never made sense to me I mean I train and I did and I know what works what doesn't work like if I if I ever started teaching or if I ever had a little place and and I did commit myself to go through that punishment of how that thing works 
I would know what to tell people what to whatever. I can compete through them. You know, a lot of a lot of coaches, a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, just like parents compete through their kids. You oh know? God, yeah. Coaches yeah. compete through their students. Like coaches really compete through the students because you know, to the max level is like, you know, ninety percent of the coaches that ninety plus percent of the coaches that have students competing, they don't compete themselves, you know? Right. So Dude, I think we gotta get ready for class. Yeah. Juan, it was Juan, a, thank you. It was a distinct honor to have. Too bad we had no brews available, but no, I don't drink any. I don't. I don't drink anyway, man. I no, never. None of the cerveza. Come on, nah, man. I'm. I'm sober, man. This guy's jujitsu saved my life, kind of guy, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. Don't drink. Don't smoke. I'm not. I'm not fun. You're plenty of fun, though. All right, if you could, you could drink thirty beers each. And we still have the same conversation. We'll all, <laughs> we'll all be laughing, man. It'll be a blast. It'll be awesome. Juan, thank you for thank you for finally joining us. We're glad you we caught you on this side of the in Central I, Florida. So well, it's good. You know, I, episode sixty nine. Like that's one of my favorite numbers. I was it's a, say this is very auspicious. This is the best. <laughs> if North you've done that a little more, you might not have as many kids, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, that doesn't. That doesn't help. Uh, <laughs> I know what you mean, but it always ends up. That's what jujitsu does make you, you. You do take the back all the time. When you <laughs> With that special, you have to show me that, that special half guard there. Yeah, that's the, that's the top. That's the hook, uh, the hook control, the whatever. The, yeah. we'll, have, we'll do that in another episode, maybe episode 169. There we go. There we go. Thanks, Juan. Yeah. Thank you, Juan. All right, man. Thanks for having me, guys.